to advertise, email podcast at thisismechi.com. Make some noise right now! Enter! Podcast and Chill Network in association with Grandior presents the Road to 1 Million Subscribers event on the 30th of July 2023 at Sunbet Arena in Pretoria. Lineup includes Cubs of the Small, Makazi, Musa Keys, Pop Pops, Celestin Dooley, Eugene Koza, and Robert Boy. This fun-filled event will include comedy, music performances, as well as a live audience conversation with Mac G, Sorpen Duka, and the Ghost Lady. Tickets are now available on cricket from 295 rands. Doors open at 6 p.m. Food and drinks sold at the venue. Come and join a milestone celebration of black excellence with Podcast and Chill Network. That was a loud clap. Very loud. I think that was the loudest I've ever heard. That is, I'm doing better. And okay. why is only one today? Because <laughs> you want three. No, you want three. You want a triple, a triple clap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's two. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah, wow. that's enough. That's the league and the FA Cup. Let's leave other things out of it. Losses and stuff. I'm angry, actually. <laughs> wow, wow. You know what I think happened? First of all, I think that the Financial Fair Play Bureau that's busy investigating City yeah. is busy looking at the books for various transactions of players, sponsorship, salaries, things like that. What they're not taking into account is any payments made into two bank accounts. Jack Grealish? Megan the Stallion. <laughs> because they paid her to get into Rom's head. Okay? And Kim Kardashian, who got into Saka's head early in the season. Ah. Those are the two accounts that a Man City should, should be, be investigated, investigated on. Ah, I see. Because I think those two superstars got paid big money to... Speaking of big money, um, did you read up about the... So this is how... I think football has gone to the dogs, guys. Honestly. Right? So Newcastle, uh, their shirt sponsor for next season, is a company that is owned by the team... I mean, sorry, by the company that owns Newcastle. And aren't they an agency or they, they were issued as the agency to yes. find a sponsor? Yes, and they found a sponsor within the company that owns Newcastle. But what the hell is that? Mm. How different is it to Man City's Etihad sponsor? But we that's less, of, less directly linked, I suppose. Yes, we did speak about this the other mm, week, right? We touched on it. On some, uh, does the Sheik own part of Etihad? We don't know. He could. Most probably. But is that really that unfair when you look at Manchester United make more of a sponsor with less success in trophy history than what those teams make off of a sponsor, even though it's external? But like a team viewer, for for example, I think those are the primary Mm, Man Man United uh, sponsors. They American owned, are they not? I would like to think. Yeah. Yeah. Does do the Glazers have shares in that company? I guess we never know. It's an interesting. But why is the spotlight only on the money that is coming from that side of the world? What do you mean? Which side? The the Arabian side or the the Arabian side? side, Yeah. Because they just ruining everything. They ruining golf. 
they're ruining football. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's something bigger that we're not privy to. You know, um, what do they call it? It's called, um, 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 is it sports washing? Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like money laundering. Yes, mm. money laundering, but like but using sports. Is this not what uh, they accused Roman Abramovich of as well? With yeah, Chelsea. but... But he did not really ruin football. Let's be honest. Did he not? What, no, I don't think he, he did. Do you not think that he what was the, the start of it? Because they were, Chelsea were the first team in the Roman Abramovich era that I can remember. The first team that an external owner, an individually wealthy person, bought a football club as a toy. So it, at no point did you see Roman Abramovich seeing Chelsea Football Club as a business, I don't think. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a viable Same business shake. for him. I mean, I don't think he sees Man City no, as a business. Yes, but uh, he came afterwards. So yeah, sure, sure, that's sure. what I'm saying is that isn't he the start of all of this? No, Grant, I mean, Mikhail Balak was so expensive and he had the biggest wages in football. But he made, like, there was still a level of competition that was there. There what was still, yes, he won the league in his, um, I think, oh, after when Jose came, mm. he won the league. It took him some time to win the Champions League. And in as much as it was a toy, there was a level of him being invested in the team in a sense of if a manager was not performing, you out. I need a new one. If players were not doing the business, you out. I need a new one mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's why we, when we spoke the other day that Todd Boyley, maybe we are being too harsh on him because it's maybe his first year we don't know if he's going to perform at the same level. But what the Saudis are doing, man, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. But Mm-mm. the Saudis is just now. City, it's, it's, uh, it's, UAE. It. it's UAE, you know. And also, you mentioned something just now that it took um, Chelsea a little bit of time to win Champions League. So does with Manchester City. I mean, they took over, I think, 2008. It's, yeah, they did take over early. Even they brought in Rabinho. Uh, Marco, money. you've mentioned that story. I've mentioned that story. Yeah. <laughs> you love that story. I love that story. Um, like, it's it's so weird, right? The, the 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 Newcastle deal is allegedly worth twenty five million pounds. The shirt sponsorship. Yeah. Right. So it's like think of it this way. Let me let me let me try simplify it in yeah. local terms. Vodacom owns Orlando Pirates. Okay. Right? Um, this is make-believe. They don't own Orlando Pirates. For sure. Yes. Vodacom owns Orlando Pirates, and then Vodacom decides, okay, cool, we're going to put Vodacom on the Orlando Pirates jersey. <laughs> and pay. And, yeah, and that's worth however much money to us, but just to avoid financial fair play regulation. Exactly. Like, how is that fair? Mm. Again, it boils down to what we were discussing the other time to say, how far does the vetting go? What is the criteria? You know, when these sponsorships come on board, what is the criteria? What does the FA say? You know, so we need to call. Uh, the, the, there's a guy, uh, John, somebody. I forgot his surname, because um, he does all these money games. What what? In, in, he's very good at that. We must actually have him on via Skype to discuss 
how all of this goes and what the nitty gritties are with regards to sponsorship because this is insane, bruv. No, it's crazy, man. There's money in football and football is commercialized, you know, and I'm holding what, I'm holding my comments. What can you do? Because you almost be I think your deal, I think it's happening, eh? Yeah, I'm holding my comments <laughs> until this <laughs> Qatar big Qatar Airways. Qatar Airways big on the front of my man United. Yeah, maybe must anyway, say anything. Um, um Bollas, welcome to Onside. Uh we're back again, like we never left. Another episode. And geez, man, so much happened. Um, well, we're not going to talk about what happened on Saturday night no. um, because it's an elephant in the room sitting on the corner. It's okay. We're not going <laughs> to discuss it. Uh, we'll discuss everything else uh, but that. But geez, man, um, tragic news coming out on Saturday morning. I was actually coming back from the shops. Yeah. And I look at my Twitter and it's like, boom. Clive Barker has passed away. Hey, man. Yeah, what a set day for South African football, eh? If you look at Clive Barker, I think when you talk about greatest coach, coaches of South Africa, his name will always be up there. You know, that man united South Africa. The interesting thing about him is, as great as he was, is whichever way you look at tenses, he never got to coach any of the big three. No, he was just Manning Rangers, Bush Parks, you know, Amazulu. Pumalanga, Black, Black Aces. Aces. Maris Beck, yeah. Before Look. Oh, I'm tall. There we go. Thank you, Marco. Yeah, no, man. Sad, sad, sad day for South African football, you know. The only, more, the only man that won the only significant silverware with Bafana Bafana. No, the think. only silverware, period. <laughs> <laughs> All this Let's not say significant. Kosava Cup does not count. That's what I'm saying, but significant. Also, but even with the, the teams that he coached, and I think if you look at Clive Barker, I'd be interested to look at him statistically as a win ratio, as a manager, both for the national team and relative to the placements, the general placements of the sides he coached in club football, how good was his win ratio versus other managers in the? He was league? better as a national team coach for me. I think. Yeah, I think than so too. He was as a club coach. Yeah, he's like a, a scolari of sorts. He's like a. Because you take scolari to Chelsea, psh, yeah, you know, but. National team, he won a World Cup. Yeah. Who wouldn't have won that World Cup with that Brazil side? Who wouldn't have won a CAF? Afco, oh, uh, AFCON. Yeah. With the squad that we had in 96. Also very good. Very yeah, look, good I mean, we had quality players. Don't downplay your Dr. Kumalos. No, but, but no, I'm saying... That's what would, he's saying. But that's what mm. I'm the saying. The squad was who, so strong. It was... It was solid, but credit to had, him as well. I mean, he played the, a huge role in motivating the keeper, those players. Was Andre the keeper? I think so. Yeah, I think it was Andre. Andre, Andre RNC, yeah. yeah. Andre was the keeper. You had Linda um, Butelezi, Mark Fish. Sizum Taung. Sizum Taung. Um, on the wing, you had... Uh, Eric Tinkler was in the team. Mm. You had... Mark Williams. Mark Williams. Phil Masinga. Dr. Kumalo, Phil Masinga. You had... Those are like... Yo. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah, the golden generation of Bafana. it's a golden generation because that man made South Africa fall in love with Bafana Bafana. You know, you will ten. I was young then, and you know, a ten year old will tell you a fool starting eleven. Exactly. Can they now? You know. No. <laughs> you know. So he really, really did well for Bafana Bafana, and I mean, I think it's a sad loss for the country. You know, may his soul rest in peace. Uh, yeah. Um. It's 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 one of those. Uh, and, and I, it's it's so sad that you actually look at that squad. Um, it's slowly diminishing. Yeah. People who were in the team because Caesar is gone. Yeah. John is gone. Moeti. Mm. Uh, Shoes is gone. Yeah. Feel is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Look, man. Yeah. Is there space for the next generation of stars? They have to step up. They haven't. They haven't. And you know what's 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 the sad part? You know, I don't know if I should even mention it, but the mere fact that Clive Barker actually qualified Bafana Bafana for the first World Cup and, and never made it, it to the to the World Cup, I it, that hurts. That you know, those it, were politics. It doesn't sit well with me till today. You know, those were politics. Yeah, I know, but Safa politics. Yeah. I mean, with Safa, you never get anything right. And they went and get what Philip? What what was the guy? Philip Trozier. Yeah. And even with our local World Cup, how much was spent on the Brazilian coach? Did we not have? Yeah. yeah. Did we not have other options? So what happened to Clive? I think is the same thing that happened to Pito. Mm. Pito was pushed out. Mm. Uh, there was a media agenda. We were not going to mention people's names. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, we can go worldwide, but we won't mention yeah. anybody's names. I met Clive Barker once, one time. When he was the coach of Mpumalanga Black Aces, they used to train in Bedford View. Yes. I met him. I actually interviewed him when he released his autobiography called Coach. Still have the book today signed. Wow. Should have brought it, man. Yeah, you know, sometimes you think, but you don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. What a legend. What a legend of the game. No, no. Proper proper legend. Uh, dude from Devon City, Amazulu, um, like all the teams that he coached, um, no. yeah, he he truly was a coach. And one other thing that I liked about Clive is that the players that he coached, he, he they kept in touch with him until his last days. You know, I mean, the Dr. Lucas. Yeah. Um, I was I, I heard an interview with Lucas the other day. I think on Saturday mm. uh, he was alluding to that. Doctor this morning, um, Neil as well. Mm. Um, mm. So. He was more than a coach. He was actually a was father, a father figure. figure. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, he was a big motivator, which is what you want actually for a national team coach, right? Yes. Because you don't have much time with the team to install tactics, mm. yeah, install certain disciplines and stuff. You select a squad and you make the squad happy and you make them want to play for you, and that's your job as a national team coach. Almost. Is that tougher to be a national team coach than be a club coach? I think with everything in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. I think that you have, it's tougher because people only see results. And if you're the coach of a national team that has high expectations, like uh, France, like uh, England, Germany, all of these teams that have high expectations, and then you don't deliver, the hammer comes down on you. Mm. And it's like, but how much time do I have with players? How much club power is there in in squad politics because we know 
Sir Alex Ferguson was famous for this where all of a sudden all of his star players were a little bit injured when it was coming to time to play for their country. It's like, nah, his thigh is not great. So they don't go over, then you don't have access to the players you want during the time that you that you need them. You know, so I think in those ways it is tougher being the coach of a national team because you don't have as much access or time or resources for you to get your philosophy in place. But in saying that, you don't have the strains of week in, week out, everyday training, this and that. You have long periods of time where you can relax, go watch games, figure things out slowly. Study players. Study players. You know, you see like the likes of Gareth Southgate at, at Premier League games every weekend watching players play and and like building a, a picture in his mind slowly of what his squad needs to look like. So I think in some ways it's easier, some ways it's harder. Interesting, because for me, I think it's the toughest job because the time frame that you have with players, yeah. um, as opposed to a club manager, um, you've got access to the players like literally on a daily basis. You can see who's doing what, who's not doing what. Um, you can monitor injuries. You can do all that jazz. As opposed to a national team manager, um, you were speaking about, say, Alex Ferguson. I remember having a chat with Mark Williams, whereby he was offered money not to go play in AFCON, the one that we won. Mm. Because those are some of the dynamics that happen. So you national team coach and you are told that, ah, your player is injured, can't come. Yeah. Yeah, it's also and difficult. That's your star player that time. Mm. And also remember, you, you've got players that are from different clubs, you know, different cultures, and then you have to, to build a squad that blends together, you know. I think it's, I think it's quite difficult. Yeah, I think, I think that's because as a club manager, you are able to sit down and say that, okay, cool, I'm going to buy Declan Rice, I'm going to buy whoever, I'm going to buy whoever, and, 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 and that's the squad that I'm building to see me through the season. National team, you have to go, like you said, how uh, Gareth Southgate does it. Um, Hugo Bruce, if he's allowed at Orlando, not being kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you just don't go to Orlando, Chief, lately. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's like you have to attend all these games and monitor players and be like, okay, cool. Uh, this one would work in my system. No, ish. Ah, age. Mm. Ah, ish. No. Mm. Yeah. You know? But club is easy. I think being a club coach is the easiest job under the sun. Not in terms of club versus country. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> being the manager of a club Because the previous the- episode, I think we mentioned that it's tough being a football manager, you know? Yeah. And which is, so from what we're saying, which is why I say what Clive did was so significant and I think it's underplayed in certain aspects in that he was able to gather a team yeah. at national level to go and win the AFCON. Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at all those players after the FCON, they had like big moves, you know. Overseas, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so just Mark was still playing overseas because uh, he was playing for Charlton Athletic. Charlton, yes, mm-hmm. you're right. Um, Fish went. Yeah, uh, Fish went. Sean yeah. went. Yeah. Shoes went. Phil went. Phil went. Doctor went. 
I can't remember basically. Did Doctor go actually? He after? went. Do you know he went to the states? Oh yeah, to the states. Yeah, he yeah, used yeah. to play in the states. So like that was like the culmination of like okay, cool, we're good. Yeah. No, that was a good squad. I think. Yeah, credit to to Clive Barker. I, I don't think we've had well, not I don't think we haven't had a Bafana or Fana squad like that ever since. And I think I think I had I think it was Mark Fish speaking on the radio today saying that we need to forget about the '96 squad, but it's so difficult for us but, as fans like, to forget. How do you forget it? about like there's a? It's like England that's what I'm to saying. forget about '66. What happened in '66? <laughs> so it's difficult for us to forget <laughs> if there's nothing. <laughs> No, it's, we'll never forget. You know, we'll so never forget. Eric Cantona was born in '66, by the way. Huh. So yeah, it's difficult for us to to forget the class of '96 if the current crop is not giving us anything. You know, the current crap. Remember. You mean? Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they play Morocco on the weekend. Listen, we need to try recruit some of those players for the onside ZA football team. We might need some, yeah. some stars, so don't don't yeah. don't upset too many Bafana players. Yeah, no, no, the '96 team, yes, not the current crap. I mean, sorry, the current crop. <laughs> wow, Len. Uh, <laughs> so, so the the easy job of a club manager goes to Len for when we start our club. Yeah, and again, it boils. It, it comes down to to are people interested in Bafana Bafana? When last did you go to a Bafana game? Yeah, it's been a while. I think the last game I watched was, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I think it was when uh, FCON was being played here. Yeah. I think it was 2015. Wasn't it 13? 15 was out of the country. Yeah, I think it was 13. Was it 13? Yeah, I think it, it was 13. Would have been 13, yeah. Yeah, I watched Bafana, Bafana. I watched a couple of games. Yeah. When last week, did you go to a Bafana game, Marco? The 90s. <laughs> I was a kid. <laughs> That's the last time I went. Yeah, now let's hope they're going to beat Morocco on Saturday, you know. But that's a dead rubber game. It also. is, but also it, I mean. No, there's pride, there's pride involved, granted. Yeah. But it's still a dead rubber game. A win is a win, eh? A win is a win. And you're playing against Morocco, I mean, hey. The fourth Cup, best, the fourth best Cup, team in the world yeah, currently. World Cup fin- uh, semi-finalists, semi-finalists, you know. It's it's a good prep for Are the, you going for to the, the boys. Game? I saw tickets were going for like 20 bucks or something. Or 40. No, yeah, like I think 20 bucks if you bought them the first week when they went out. Uh, I don't know. I think after that, it's like 50 bucks, which is still relatively, you know. And if you're Morocco, like, are you going to play Agimi? It's a dead rubber game. Yeah, are we going to see the Morocco superstars, the ones that are playing for PSGs and, and European elites? Yeah, look, let's see what, what they, they bring out, you know. But uh, it's still Morocco. They're going to be wearing Morocco jersey and... If we do beat them, history will go down as Wafana Wafana beating Morocco. As if that's going to happen. Hey, man, I, I, I love my faith. country. I'm patriotic have, and I'm hoping that, that we do it. I faith in that national team. I know, I know. But, you know, as a patriotic South African, you always have that hope, you know. Can I... Len and I are going to be hated after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Len's, Len's already dug his grave. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you get buried alone, but I'm gonna I'm gonna come with you. Who cares about international football anymore? Who except for a World Cup? Even still, even the World Cup has lost its splendor. Who cares? Who cares about a World Cup? 
Who cares about European Championships? They keep making new championships. Nations Nations League. They're making new things all the time. We're not interested. We don't care. Let the players go on holiday. They look tired on Saturday. They've played too many games already. Now they've got to pull on an England shirt to qualify for Euros. They've been riding stallions. Come on. (laughs) That's the Belgian side. The Belgian side. I love Megan. So I love Megan. Uh, I digress. I digress. But, but yeah. But seriously, does anyone care about international football anymore? Actually, I do. Don't. Players care, and say we do care as fans. Says do Marco, the, who's do wearing the players an international care. jersey. Yeah, <laughs> Marco, you do the care hypocrite. actually. Eh? Yeah, I don't think you. I think you've got enough jerseys, but you pick the national team jersey because Today. this is only to signify. That we're not talking club football. Nothing happened this week. It's over. Oh, wow. yeah. The season's over. It's it's international <laughs> it's season. International season. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know. There's I, Nations League happening. What yeah. happened on Saturday? It was cold. I it That's was what cold. I remember. Yeah. Also, there was a tremor. Else happened. There was, there a, was tremor. a tremor. <laughs> there was a tremor. Yeah. Yes. You know. That's all we. No, that was on Sunday. But that's all we remember. What else happened on Saturday? I don't remember anything that happened nah. on Saturday. I think I was at work. I can't remember. No, oh. it's, it's, it, I like it when you guys don't remember. <laughs> I actually do. Okay. Say it with your chest. What happened on Saturday? Hey, man. Manchester City are the treble winning team. Uh, well done to them. Well done to Manchester Sorry. City. Um, I almost puked. But yeah, um, congrats to Man City for winning the treble. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, very undeserved, but well done. They did not deserve to win that game. Inter Milan were Look, by I, far the better side. Yes, I think Neves got the better of uh, Manchester City players. What did I say last week? Uh, you mentioned something to that extent, I think. Thank you. Yeah, I think the Neves got the better of them. But, you know, I think the gods of football had written that Manchester City is going to win treble. You know, I mean, if you look um, at the game against Manchester United, it was not the greatest game. Mm -mm. But they won. But we got the results, you know. And Saturday, the same thing, but results came through. I think Inter Milan did not allow Manchester City to play at all, you know. And I think they they were more deserving. But uh, if you don't put those chances away, that's football for you. Yeah, I agree. And... uh I think they deserve it over the course of the season. Well, at least since the World Cup, Manchester City have been phenomenally good. Yeah, true. Uh, I think maybe ahead of that, Arsenal were were the better side from a league perspective. But over the course of the entire season, they deserve the Premier League crown. They deserve overall the FA Cup crown, Mm. um, except for the final game. I think that that might have been more 50-50 and then even more so Champions League. They were the yeah, best true. side in the Champions League. But the final, the final, the final, final yeah. might as well have been the Real Madrid game where they were phenomenal, I suppose. If you, you can give them that credit and say they deserved the Champions League just by dispatching the great Real Madrid in the way that they did. And Bayern um, as well on the way. And Bayern along the way as well. And then obviously less, less of a performance in the final against Inter Milan. Inter were a very good side. They got their tactics spot on. We all expected them to sit and park the bus. They but didn't. They, they did not. Yeah. They, they pressed, pressed from the first minute. From the first minute. Yeah. Yeah. The press was immense. Uh, Inzaghi, applause to you because that was what people commend Pep for, what people commend Jose Mourinho for, what they commend 
the greatest English manager of all time, Sam Allardyce, for the tactical astuteness to adjust the team's play in a way that perhaps every pundit in world football, other managers, whatever, would have not adjusted their play in that style. And it was extremely effective and had a, a couple of the chances that Inter had very good chances. Mm. Uh, the, the Obviously, the blaringly obvious one is Lukaku heading straight to Edison instead of either side of him Ooh. was a sitter. Uh, any world-class number nine will hang hang their head in shame for not finishing that one. And then there was an opportunity slightly before that where DeMarco picked up on a ricochet off of the crossbar and headed it against Lukaku. Lukaku. And yeah. I don't think it was Lukaku's fault. He no. was just in no, the no, wrong no. place at yeah, the wrong no. time. Uh, but striker instinct, um, say that had fallen to a Haaland, for instance, do you think he would have instinctively pushed it towards goal, given the position that Lukaku was in, if Haaland For was the big the chance, the headed chance that he headed straight at the keeper? It was if a goal. If you gave that chance to Haaland? It was a No, goal. that was a goal. That was a goal. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think and Haaland was again big game. He was. Uh, should we all be apologising to Mac no. for saying that Haaland is overrated? No. I apologise. Uh, He's already done his job. I apologise. MacGyver was right. Haaland goes into sleep mode when it comes to the big games. He really does. And he's still 21. It's fine. Yeah, he will, he will, he will get it right. He's got 35 autumn goals. It's and then okay. he was very instrumental going to the final, you know, as well. No, you of know? course. He was yeah. the top. He got the golden boot for Champions League, golden boot for Premier League, uh, Premier League player of the season, uh, football writers player the of the final, season. The final. You don't judge tick, a player tick, tick. by one final. Kevin De Bruyne, for me, is one of the is probably the Shame, best player again, in the Premier League. Second final injury. injury. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, look, I think, and I think it got City rattled a bit when he, when, when when he, he went, went out. Off. Yeah. yeah they were in rattled. saying that, you say that it got them rattled a bit. They weren't playing well before he came he off went the pitch. Off. He they was actually, also missing. Yeah. They actually improved when, when Foden, Foden came and yes. replaced him because I thought Foden mm. was actually very good yeah no for sure for sure but again guys it's a final a final it's a it's a it's a different game it's if you look in, take. yeah mm-hmm. it's a give or take if you look in the past four finals of champions league it's been one nils i think it's five in a row isn't it five in a row four in a row one nils Bayern munich chelsea real madrid, madrid. uh real manchester madrid. city real madrid yeah one nils one nils we're playing chelsea Sp- right no, Spurs no, were no, playing no. Liverpool, and it, I think it was 2-1. Oh, Liverpool, two one. yes, it was 2-1. Chelsea yeah. was Man City. Chelsea, Chelsea was Man, beat Man City 1-0. Was 1-0. One nil. One nil. Bayern PSG? Yes, Bayern won 1-0. Yeah. And then uh, Real Madrid, Madrid versus Liverpool, 1-0. And if you look at that game, Liverpool deserved to win that match with the chances that they created. Yeah. But Thibaut Courtois was just on, was just like on another level. level. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like Champions but League it's final, not, it's, it's a big stage. I mean, Yeah, I think the difference between that is that there's one player who played exceptionally well and prevented Liverpool from scoring a goal. Whereas I think in the Inter Milan-Man City game is that Inter Milan were the better side but lacked the quality to finish to against to finish Man City. Off, yeah. You can't yeah. say that like Edison was phenomenal and kept them out or anything like yeah. that. So I think that's... A distinct difference where Man City, I think, yeah. can can feel very lucky yeah. to have walked away with a treble. 
in undeserving with a final performance I'm like that, that with my chest it's okay it's okay you are allowed <laughs> but where was it doesn't uh, change anything <laughs> where was jack grealish he was there he was you there with his like bose, <laughs> he was there with his bow speaker and uh, and heineken's there that's where he was he looked like he still had an fa cup hangover from the party after yeah, the look, fa cup man. a final is a different game guys and also i mean Playing a final after a final, it can and it takes yeah, a toll on a player. Dumfries was on some other level. Yeah. And but the high press got him tired. Eventually, they had to sub him because I mean, you know, I don't. And that's the I thing. don't think that uh, that is inter strength, you know, to play that high press. You know what I mean? I but it's a final. It was a game plan, you know. Yeah. And it worked. It's just like Marco was saying. They did not have anybody oh, it prolific. It worked. At. I think perhaps Man City would have. Yeah, I think Man City would have actually, in a way, deserved the final more had Inter equalized and taken it to extra time because then I think City would have won anyway because Inter would have run out of legs yeah, they would with have. the extra time. Mm. They would have had no legs. City would have would have overcome them and then maybe we'd be... We wouldn't have seen the extra time story. because you'd be there sitting and then... <laughs> but who was your standout player, if I may ask? For Manchester City, Phil Foden. Oh, for the game. For the game, yeah, Phil Foden came on, and I think he, when Phil came he in, he had that the chance where he just turned and just, yeah, it was beautiful. But the finish was, yeah, was not that great. Yeah, Inter in have a few players. Uh, was it Brozovic? Yeah, no, Brozovic uh, was Brozovic good. was good, phenomenal. Brozovic was me, good for me. Remember, he was I said the best to you on the pitch. Yeah, because I was watching the final with him on Saturday. Yeah, and he was. I've never seen super sub. So nervous <laughs> <laughs> during a city game, he he sat, and the rest of us were like chilling, having drinks, and he just he was he was like, maybe that's uh, the one thing we can take from Saturday is that city fans haven't been nervous for a long, long time, and at least at least they were nervous. Inter Inter showed you that know the first twenty minutes you can I was like you know it because for me. And I think for other people out there as well, I think we thought it was just going to be a walkover, a walkover, a normal, a normal city game, you know, where they control the game, the position and everything. But Inter did not allow that to happen. They did not give City space and City were found wanting in, in so At many instances. At some point he was saying, yeah, no, Inter is too physical. Like, yeah. They, they were very physical. In the, but uh, that's what, that's that's what, what they do. That's, that's what Madrid did in the first leg of the semi-final. Madrid was very physical mm. unto mm. Manchester City. Yeah. But should City not be used to a physical game? I mean, they play in England. The, you know, they, the referee... Sunderland is not there. Yeah, I remember <laughs> in England, they just, they, just, they just pass the ball around. No one ever gets to the player. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You know? Because I think the toughest opponents, and maybe if we look at the games that uh, City lost, uh, it probably is against teams that... Um, Brentford... Brentford twice <laughs> very physical team yeah yeah um who else they also a smaller pitch yeah. smaller pitch um and apparently the the the, the stadium in Istanbul <sighs> Italian teams in Istanbul speaking <laughs> of Italian teams there's three European club competitions. Now. All of, they, they lost all of them. They had a team represented in every final. They lost every final. Conference. Fiorentina, Fiorentina lost to West Ham. Champions League. 
Inter. Inter, Inter lost, lost to City. Roma. Uh, Europa, Europa. Roma lost to the obvious choice, Sevilla. 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 So Ooh. the best partnership in world football since Ronaldo and Ronaldinho is Sevilla and the Europa League. Yeah. But also with that said, out of the three finals, I think Florentina had the best chance. I if, think if Inter it, did. I think Inter did. I would pick Inter In terms of Fury. watching the game, or you saying before the game Before the off. game. Like, oh, oh yeah, no, the on game paper, yes. Yeah. Um, Roma had, I mean, a substantial try. I think Roma were actually quite fancied against Sevilla. Yeah, because now... Because they're quite a good Roma side. And, and even, Mourinho as, as well. even as the game went, I mean, they led that game with a beautiful Dybala goal mm. in the Europa League final. And uh, it wasn't to be. You yeah, know? and also, I mean, after now, if you look at Roma and Inter, they were unlucky. Yeah. I think Roma, you're right. Yeah. Uh, more, more so. But even I think all, all three were unlucky. That's true, because, I mean, was it, it was a last-minute goal from Jared Bowen that gave West Ham yes. the conference. Yeah. The yeah, it was like in 90-something. Because, like, literally, I was at home watching the game, and then it was like, the 90th minute i'm like okay cool this is gonna go to extra time anyway um let me go to the garage and go buy cigarettes and then i come back and then declan West is holding a trophy it's, it's, it's over I'm it's like, done oh, yeah what happened like how because on the balance of play it looked like the game was gonna go to extra time yeah and I think, I suppose, compliments to European football, I suppose. Compliments to Italian football, back on the up. They went through a lull. Seems like they're very competitive again. The yeah. teams are, are strong. Yeah. Uh, Three finalists and say something. And you, we saw with the national team in the previous uh, World Cup as well, you know. They and, weren't there. And we're talking about European Conference League. No, Italy was no, not they in were the previous they were, World they Cup. No, they were in the same group as Portugal, I forgot, yeah. No, it, the qualifying, the, the qualifying, qualifying, group. qualifying yeah. Portugal qualified. Anyway. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, but they they won the Euros they won. and then didn't qualify for the World Cup. They won the Euros against England, the final. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. I think that's they, what I was alluding to. Uh, Donnarumma save. Um, yes, in the, Saka, I think Saka is it the, yes. when Saka missed the penalty. Yes, yes. Saka and um, um, Rashford also missed. Yes, and, and um, um, Jordan and Sancho, I think, also Jordan missed. missed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's that final. Yeah, I think yes. that's what I was that's referring what to. Yes, yeah. that oh, was the okay. European Championships Euro- yeah. that Any... Italy won. And then they didn't qualify for the following World Cup. Which yeah, they really... lost to some well, Scandinavian Scand- 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 country some, or something. Some I can't Dori remember. Or Macedonia or something. Macedonia. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Because Portugal He's... also was in the trenches there. Yeah, Portugal They, they left it trouble. for too late. Yeah. If you, if you, if you like, um, if you like a European country, right, like in England or Spain, it's so easy to actually qualify for a World Cup because you play some obscure countries. Is it really? That have, I think it is. I, I think it is. I don't think it is. I think sort of in the way that the, uh, Asia is the easiest continent to qualify from if you have a good side. The thing is, there isn't a standout side there that you say, okay. Didn't Australia, Australia uh, fall, fall assign under Asia, themselves no? to, uh, all, to, to the Asian... Yeah, they the, have been assigned to to that region, and they have to qualify against. And they do like, it so easy. Mm. But it's, Australia will be in every World Cup. Yeah, and New Zealand don't even have a local league. Really, they don't even have a stadium for their best side, Auckland FC, who have won every they title just, or whatever. They just and care about they, rugby, and then they still seem to put out a, a international side. 
So, yeah, very I odd. think Africa is actually the most difficult one. I'm just from a shit country. In I, terms of Bafana Bafana. <laughs> okay, like, welcome, welcome to the grave. You also dug it. <laughs> you welcome. also dug it. Welcome, hey. hey, I take that back. <laughs> Bafana Bafana is good. But yeah, uh, like, we're just like it's, unlucky it's, with Bafana Bafana. But we're not unlucky. I think I they think were unlucky in the last qualifier. Uh, with Ghana. Because we were still going to go to... Um, Wait, we lost to Ghana, but there was still a playoff that yes. we needed to go to. So it was not dead set that we're going. The World Cup numbers have been increased. I bet you now, we're not going to 2026. Ah, come on, man. I think we will. After the increase in the number of teams? Yes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking a country I'm going to support the USA. Oh, that crap. USA, USA. Nah, I don't think so. We're not going to make 2026. Okay, our, our graves just got more shallow. We're not looking <laughs> as deep. Lane's digging deep. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Okay. We're not gonna make twenty. We're not gonna make twenty twenty six. Jeez. So there's no hope for Hannah. There's fun. no hope. We yeah, said look, the current crap. I mean, sorry, crop that we have. Yeah, is not inspiring greatness. They don't. Look, I mean, they've if qualified. There's any, if there's okay. any, sorry, sorry. If yeah. there's any team that you would put your money on, your life on, in terms of national teams, it's the Springboks. Nobody else. Mm. Yeah, look, still, I'm st- like I say. Do you agree with me? Say yes. I want to hear you say it with your chest. Look, Springbok, Springbok does well, you know, but for other obvious reasons, you know. If I can name two rugby players, you'll be lucky. <laughs> I know nothing. Sia Golisi. I can name Sia Golisi. And then Mabimbi. <laughs> <laughs> look, I still... Chris McDuplessis. J- joke aside, you know... Ellen, jokes oh, aside. Wow. Marco, you really don't follow rugby? I don't rugby? follow rugby at all. I don't know. Who was the one in the speedo? Faf Duplessis. There we go. There's your two rugby players. Okay. Done. You give me okay, cool. and, and the one in the speedo. Okay. There you go. Joke aside. Jokes Funny aside. You actually pick out the speedo, but let's not go there. Faf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not faffing around. No, he's not faffing around. Yeah. Jokes, jokes aside, aside. I think. We've, we're building now. We've been. No, no, no. Hear me out. You know, and this is not me trying to resurrect myself. Okay. Coming up from, <laughs> from the six, feet, six feet under. <laughs> but look at um, now that you mentioned that we're going to a game that is a dead rubber. You know, because we've already qualified with a game to spare. In a group of three teams. Come yeah. on. Len. Ah, 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 Len, ah, ah, Len, ah, ah, are we ah, not going to play in the AFCON? Uh, we are, but like, what are our chances? Chances it, of what? Oh, just playing in the AFCON is enough? No, and I'm not saying it's enough. I'm just saying that the first step, the first hurdle have been achieved. We've qualified for but Af- why did AFCON. We not, but why did we not qualify as the first team in that group? Like, World Cup semi-finalist Morocco. We were not even at that World Cup. No, I'm That's saying what I'm saying. We're in the group. What I'm saying is that our our bar is so low that an end can reach it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in a way. But like you said, Africa is the most difficult continent to qualify for. Yeah, look at the quality of teams in on the African continent. Okay, no World Cup winning sides there. But in terms of competitiveness at every tournament and, and how good the quality of the sides are currently in that state, you look at 
Egypt and Morocco, you look at uh, Ghana, mm. you look at some of the teams in the, on the African continent are immense. And I think it's extremely difficult for a country like South Africa. A to, country with 60 million people can produce 23 quality players. Yeah, no, you know, you, Len. Really? They, we, we've got, it's just that Len we've now. Got Hey man, I just made my money period where people dance <laughs> over the ball. Come on. And we say, oh no, that's our African, um, that's our identity because we have to dance over the ball. That's nonsense. Not, look, I mean, if you look back in the days, we, we achieved we, we achieved greatness. Who dance, with, who, okay, who danced uh, over the ball uh, back in the days? Uh, Dr. Nalim Nad. I'm not saying I'm not saying he was dancing on the ball. Okay, he did what he did in, in attack, not what but if you cool, can he's teach called the, one of the greatest ever i think that's bullshit sorry um escarangobeze in attacking may he so rest in peace i'm not speaking ill of the dead but you can't be you attacking are. and then you pass somebody and then he does a 360 anthony <laughs> i was about to say <laughs> but you can get standing a on, million on to, Len, can i ask you a very fundamental question standing on top of the ball who is to do it Back in the days. It was Jomo. One of the greatest exports in South Africa. Okay, what did he win? Did he win a World Cup? <laughs> did he win an AFCON? But if you mention top, also, like, but if you I, mention top five footballers have, in this country. At some point, no, at some point we have to be, we have to, like at some point, we have to say a spade is a spade. Now, if you dig me 10 feet, it's fine. <laughs> I love you, ballers. <laughs> but like, Bojo, Mo, whoever, in any shop, cool, we give them their flowers. They used to dance over the ball and whatever. What have they achieved? Like I said, um, that Bafana Bafana team that won FCON, you had players like John Shuzu Mosheu that used to. That, that man pocketed Zidane. Please don't. No, no, no. What I'm saying is they were good at showboating. Mm. Your but Dr. Kumala, they were good. Like, flair, flair with purpose is what we lack. But what I'm yes. saying is, you've got youngsters that are showing that they have flair. You can direct them Kemba's to have got, flair with purpose. Kemba's one got flair with okay. purpose. Yes, but I agree. That is what they did with Brazil. And Brazil have always been this side, very similar to South Africa, where it's flair, Shoga Bonito. Yeah. And are, during the era of Pele, in the early years of his career, the Brazilian side was being heavily influenced by Italian football, saying we need a more pragmatic style. This dancing on the ball nonsense uh, needs to go. You'll never win anything like that. The Italians play the best football in the world, and they try to introduce a pragmatic approach to Brazilian football. And Pele and came Pele with Pele came with the flair. It took him a while actually to get stuff. into to to prominence because the way he played. Um, I remember watching the documentary, mm. um, crappy as it was, and the way he played, it was like, nah, uh, 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 you're not gonna, not here, not here. We don't, we do don't that do that. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, he kept on, he kept on, he kept on, and the coach eventually was like, hmm, there's something here. Like Hugo Bruce, never rated Tembazwani for a while because of age, he said, but he put him in the team and. Temba is, like you said, Marco, um, flair with purpose. Mm. And that's where we need to direct South Africa, is that we mustn't become fully pragmatic and lose the idea of South African flair play, because then 
you're going to become like every other side. And mm. because South Africa has that flair, has fast feet, has skill on the ball and all of these things, you just need someone who's brave enough to make South Africa play a game of flair with purpose. And I think Sundowns are showing yes. as a club. Mm. And if that can trickle down into the other clubs, because you can't have one club doing it and then the rest of the PSL dancing by the corner flag. Because you saw, I don't know if you saw the video, the, the, there was a video about a, a month or two months ago yeah. in the DDC, the low-tier league with the Pirates kids. Oh, yes, yeah. In defense, you've got a player who gets a ball in his own half and then he gets the ball and then they, the knees are on the ball. He's dancing on the ball. What, what is that? It's for entertainment. But what I'm saying is we, we, we can't scratch flair out of South African football. But, that, but what Len is talking about frustrates almost every true football fan. Because as soon as you, you... It's entertainment, but for who? Entertainment is for my money, Pirichi. Go there if you want entertainment. That's but fine. what I'm saying is it goes to show is that... What? A butuin. No, I don't know. I don't know that term. In, like the the, 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 the the ground, man. When you play on like where there's no grass. Sand, gra uh, sand ground. A sand ground, yes. Is it, do they call it a butuin? I'm not too sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Bolas, you'll correct me. Um, Don't butcher me. Because I'm already 10 feet under. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> You're a ghost, my friend. <laughs> your vest, your vest. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, with that said, Len, yes, flair with purpose. I agree with Marco there. Mm. But it shows, to, it shows that there is talent. We just need to nurture the talent. Mm. You know? So have we not nurtured the talent since 96? Because we had our best years in 95 and 96, or maybe 2016 as well. Yeah, sure. there's a distinct lack of progress, which is concerning. And I think that you have a concerning look at grassroots football. It's not supported. You, you can't only attribute that to uh, f uh, players showboating. You know what I mean? It's, it's a but bigger problem. Okay, cool. Granted, there is a bigger problem. But when you get the chance, when you get the opportunity to be at a Chiefs or a Pirates, even whether you're playing for the first team or you're playing for the reserve side, yeah. the first thing you do is you showboat? No, not necessarily. Usually you do that when you're 3-0 up, there's like 10 minutes left of the game. You know, that's the, the idol. Thing, the funny thing about showboating, right? Yeah. Um, the ones that did it the best. And ooh, when you saw it, it looked so beautiful. Remember Memela? Uh, Luvuyo. Luvuyo Memela. I think it was during a derby. Yeah. And then... Rahale. Uh, Rahale. And Kalinge. No, sorry. Not Memela. I was thinking Kalinge yeah. and uh, Rahale. Yeah. Ne? Where are they now? I'm just asking. Look, Look, I mean... For me, if I owned a club, if I owned a club like Pirates, with the heritage of Pirates, with the requirements of Pirates to get back to the top of the South African game, I would have an adamant policy against showboating. I like skill. I like players with skill. I'm a fan of Cristiano Ronaldo. I like players with skill. But Sir Alex Ferguson took the showboat. Away. The, the flair with no purpose away. And look at the... He created one of the greatest footballers of all time. Messi... 
does he does he showboat? Do you Messi see, is very skilled. Do but you he see does, showboating from Barcelona at any level? No. Do you see showboating at tenel up? at the La Masia Academy for Barcelona when their reserves are 10 up, the, the under-13s are 10 up against another team. Are they showboating or they're scoring more they're goals? Scoring more. They're have scoring a, more. We goals. have a problem of you are 1-0 up and then you are doing the, the knees on the ball. <laughs> it's 1-0 in the 60th minute. I'm like, not going to win this with you guys. <laughs> ne? No. What, are you <laughs> what are you doing? No, what I'm saying is, I, guys, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we just need to go out there and entertain fans and don't just have flair without purpose. All I'm saying is, when you have players that are showing those skills, you, you nature them so yes. that they can become prominent. You know what but I'm saying? But we shouldn't be seeing it from anyone over the age of 13 because at youth level football, we should already be saying, we don't do that here. Do you know, um, I was actually having a chat with... But it's an um, identity thing. Some will say South African football identifies with, uh, with flair. Yeah, but I would say that's the wrong way to okay, go what's it. Okay, what's the difference between maybe, flair and maybe, maybe football has moved. We just need to catch on. Maybe. I, I don't know. South Africa... If the world is going there. South Africa is like, ah, I will catch up. Don't worry. We take an offer. Hey, man. Glenhove. Yeah, no, look. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, guys. But look, uh, for me, it's South African football is not on site. Period. Sure. Yes, I said it. Hey, Mark. <laughs> I, I'm not going to bury myself more. But. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like to see more purpose with the skill. That's South African footballers show. I know I was never a very skillful player myself. I never made it to any have level I, of professional. Have I ever player. played against you at Discovery? No, okay. I don't think so. But I, I was never a very skillful player, and you know I always tried very hard. And whenever I played, I'd try to read a game. And I think these are the sort of things that need to be installed in footballers. Is if you're born with a natural talent and you got the skill learn to read the game yeah. learn to be professional learn to be courteous to your opponents I think it's very important if you yeah. don't show your opponents respect and you're going to do things like that you're going to get buried I think that's why game. Neymar used to and get some flag with, uh, in, in, in Barcelona apparently um, yeah. I was saying um, I had a chat with a friend of mine um, well a friend of mine's sister but she's also my friend she's more like a sister actually she's in Japan right mm. um, her son goes to uh, she uh, the son plays for one of the one, one of the teams there. Yeah. So there's like different soccer schools. There's like an English soccer school, a French soccer school, and 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 and. and. So when he started, I get it. He was from where? Mzanzi. Yes, for sure. <laughs> when he started, what did he do? Nalumnat. Mapense. Yeah. But chief, this is not gonna fly here. No, but it's Japan, man. What can come out of Japan? They're actually not a very bad soccer country. What have they achieved? They've played in a couple of World Cups. We have as well. No, we've only played in the one that we hosted. We've, because we were we've played in three World Cups. Yes. Three. Yeah. And then? Yeah, it's three World Japan Cups. Japan has played in... I think Japan has qualified for each and every World Cup. Yeah, look. I'm, uh, what I'm saying is... <laughs> what are you saying? Japan is Japan. Why are you trying to defend? Japan is Japan. They are no, they are not the, better. But the schools there are not being coached by Japanese. It's Japanese kids being coached by the French and the English and whatever, whatever, whatever. It's like in America. There's a reason why America so is so you, good in 
women's football because they take it seriously. Yeah, look, man. I, I don't know. I, I feel like... Volvo driving soccer mom. That song was not done by a mistake. <laughs> I think that... Sorry, Super Sub, but I think anyone who knows football can watch the South African game and say to you, that's not helping. No, no, definitely. I, I, I don't think, yeah, because our football is not up there. You know, we're not competing mm, with crap. The, so whether, whether, sure. it's, <laughs> whether it's Japan, whether it's any country in the world and whether they've got it right, that is irrelevant because we've got it wrong, mm. clearly. And I think that anyone who knows football is going to see someone putting knees on the ball and say, what's the purpose? Give, yeah, me, give me an answer for why this is happening. And if you can't answer it, cut it out of your game. You know, if you're going to do stepovers while running at a defender a and he story. moves in the wrong direction and you're able to take, I'm very happy That's for you to do that. Oh, when you do a flick, like uh, the, the, there was one assist that Tempas Wani did in one of the qualifiers. Yeah. Um, is that not flair? Because I think we need to distinguish oh, between oh, flair and showboating. That is purpose. Mm. There was purpose to it because that flick that he did was actually an assist because that resulted in a goal. Yeah, I'm not. If you're gonna put that. knees on a ball in your half, that is showboating. Mm. And that's do you call? I don't think we call. Can you call that flair? It's flair. Yeah, flair is flair. Showboating okay. is flair. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But okay. it needs to be done with. And we all know purpose. my favorite player Anthony does it all the time at Man United. So. <laughs> If he's not doing other things off the ground. Like you, yeah. <laughs> look, <laughs> at somebody, look, look at somebody like, um, I'm, I'm going to make a, a weird example. Um, a Masood Ozil, the Arsenal Masood Ozil. Yeah. Right? Um, Typical example of flair with purpose. Thank you. If you look at somebody like um, N'Golo Kante, for instance, flair, not a bone of flair in his body. S same as but Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> no, Kevin has got vision. Yeah, does not have flair. He does. He dribbles people from Kevin. time to time. Are you, so if you were to litter a Bafana squad with an N'Golo Kante type player and a player with more vision, like a Kevin De Bruyne equivalent, and you left some of the showboaty flair players in the squad, would it translate to more success? So is there an issue in South African football where we value the right things but in the wrong quantities i think from 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 development we which development the one that's supposedly there <laughs> um, <laughs> super sports soccer schools yes yeah. um but they do actually they do they very do well very they good do job. very well them and ix i think are the, uh, and chiefs as well they are the development hubs of this country yeah but when you are 15, 14, and you see a Kalinge or a Rahale doing what they're doing in the Premier League, what are you going to desire? And what's celebrated in those systems? Exactly. You do that, it's like, yeah. yeah look, uh, I think I agree with you guys. Like I said, the good thing about it is that we've got players that are skillful. We just need... Those are rough diamonds. So we've got skills that don't have direction. We just need to polish them. Those are rough... I call how them rough long, diamonds. How long have we had skills without direction? Like, like, do we... Like, there's even ways now, guys. <laughs> Safa, we've got three people applying. We'll sort it out. Because we are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. 
I've been defending South African football for long now. Can you move on to the next? <laughs> No, speaking of South African football, uh, big ups to Pesitao, uh, another Champions League. He is the first South African player to have two Champions League medals. Yeah, true. Yeah, no. One well. in 2016, he did not know what was going on. One in 2023, still did not know what was going on because he's about his football. Mm. Yeah, no. Well, no. I'm, no, part of me is happy for Pesitao, but, you know, I was not happy that Al-Akhli won, you know. No, I'm happy. Well, I'm happy that they won because Morocco cannot be the be-all and end-all of African football. I'm sorry. Yeah, the current moment, I think Morocco are the powerhouse of African football and uh, well, it shows with, the, they with their team. They literally won everything. Women's, what, what, in, 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 everything. Even everything. under the one, hey, that hey, competition. Hey, don't give them credit for women's football championships. Banyana is all No, the, no, no, no. The Champions League of women's football, uh, they beat Sundowns ladies in the final. In, in the CAF women's. Yes, but yeah. the current holders of the... Afcon is Banyana. Big ups to them. Well done, They've yeah. announced their squad. Oh, snap. Did you see? Dude, 30,000. No, it's is it 50? I think it's 50 or 30. I can't remember. Um, but I'll check. Uh, our Fed checker was supposed to be here today, but he couldn't make it. Uh, the money that FIFA is giving out to participants at the World Cup. The ladies were... Yes. The uh, ladies World Cup. You get, I think, 50... 50,000 U.S., which is an equivalent of about 570,000, just for being there. Sure. Yeah. 50,000 U.S. Yeah, that's close to 50,000 U.S. is close to a million, right? It should be more than a million. Yeah. In the current exchange rate. I think it's, is it 30? Oh, no, wait, I've got it. Uh, I'll tell yeah, you now. Yeah, if it's $30,000, it's close to 600,000 rand. I'll tell you but now. Yeah, it's nothing. 30,000 30, US, 572,000 per player. Oh, per player. Per player, yeah. Because I was saying it's nothing if it was just for no, the no, whole no, team. No, 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 no. Just no. for being selected in the 23. Hmm. But and getting on that plane to go to New Zealand and Australia, you are guaranteed a meal. Bar. Well, you know what? Well done to the ladies who deserve it for their AFCON heroics. They've made... The, they've earned their their, their prize money. They've, yeah, they've earned, earned their, their representation money. in the World Cup, and well done to the higher ups for taking them seriously and paying them. So, well, well done. done. They deserved. So, if you get to the round of sixteen, you get it one point one mil. If you get to the quarters, you get one point seven. If you get to the fourth place, you get three point one mil. If you get to third place, you get three point four. Second place, you get 3.7. If you win the World Cup, you are going home with 5.1 million rand. Mm. Yeah, USA will be smiling. I know, right? <laughs> One bedroom apartment in Camps Bay. <laughs> you can rent it out. <laughs> and then <laughs> what, what is Safa giving them? Is, is it out in the public? <laughs> they sa- they're going to suffer again. <laughs> Remember what happened after AFCON? Yeah. Look, but the beauty about this is FIFA is actually going to monitor that the money it goes is, to the players, goes to wherever it's supposed to. Well done. That's yeah. the that, that's the beauty about. No, it. that's good you because know. the money is going to be paid into Safa's account. Yeah, and then Safa is supposed to distribute the money to the players. Hmm. But FIFA is going to monitor that that and, process and audit is that process. Yes. Yeah, hmm. no, which is good. Well done to FIFA. Well done on for them. a change. For a change. Yeah, no, they deserve it. They deserve it. You know. Yeah. Oh, we didn't speak about the elephant in the room. 
and it's not Bafana Bafana. Messi, Inter Miami, Miami. That is like I know I said like the 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 Arabs or the Saudis are going, but that is just insane though. I think when I looked at the package afterwards, I thought this is an interesting option for Messi, and you can see why he chose it. Um, in the same way that David Beckham was offered a deal when he joined LA Galaxy, there was desperation from Major League Soccer to get a big name like David Beckham into their league. Mm. And Messi has been offered a similar deal where he's obviously not getting anywhere near the wages he was going to get in the Saudi league. But he's been offered other benefits Ownership. in the build-up, which includes the opportunity to own your own Major League Soccer franchise in the future. I think the other thing that we haven't taken into consideration for a lot of players where they move, and it's something we mentioned about uh, Declan Rice's move to Arsenal, where we said his family is settled in London. Yeah. So he may choose the Arsenal move over a move to like a Manchester United, for example, because he prefers to live in London. And Messi's move to the US brings him closer to his home country of Argentina. Because it's just like... It's just a short yeah. trip to his mm. home country of Argentina. Miami, culturally very similar because of the, uh, well, the Latin American yeah. influence. So it might be a, a, a happy place for him <laughs> to <laughs> retire. And I think the package makes more sense. I think it was me who said last week that there was no chance of a move to MLS for him and that it was either going to be back to Barcelona uh, who I said we were questioning their ability to and finance the, the deal. Why did why, why did Barcelona feel the need to actually take out a statement? It had nothing to do with them. It, it had nothing to do with them. They're on Messi, man. Talk about... <laughs> they, they, they brought Messi when he was 12. It's their baby. No, no but Messi was signed to PSG. To, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> yeah, no, for I sure. Agree. I think they Just were, keep quiet. They were reaching Let's there. talk about why you're putting a roof on that beautiful stadium of yours. Yeah, because it's just like... To hey. ruin that stadium. And the, before I've gone... When are the elections again? But not, I took, uh, not before not you ANC. I'm about the <laughs> for the president of Barcelona, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Laporte needs to go. Yeah, he needs to go. He is getting it all wrong. That was an embarrassing statement yeah. from Barcelona. I felt sorry for them. Yeah, I know. In the statement about yeah, Messi, no, it was not I necessary. Anything. But for me, with that deal, what sh what shocked me the most was other franchises. Like it's a marketing gimmick. Also, like understand. financing the move. Yes. Well, the major major league soccer in general collectively financed the move just to bring attention to attention the because Messi is going to play against all those other teams. Ticket prices for Inter Miami's games have war have gone from like. Will you ever take MLS serious? To, but I get two hundred rand. I get what you're saying. Will you ever is, take MLS seriously? Look, if it was on playing in the early hours of the morning, I'd probably watch. Nah, bro. I watched when Zlatan was there. Nah. He even took out a thingy I said the other day on the episode. An he took out a, in the LA Times. Yeah, no, that, 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 it's, it's over-commercialized. Gonzalo Higuain was, like, it's, you know, it's, 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 at some point, there's, you are 35, 36, your time is coming to an end in terms of football. No, for, for, for him what to move do, there. Yes. So what you do is you do what Ronaldo did. You go and you pocket however much you can in Saudi. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jorge is not his agent anymore, right? I'm not sure. No, I think Jorge is not his agent anymore. <clears throat> you go pocket however you much you can. Cool. Happiness. You are a Beckham. You are a Messi. You are as well as Latin decided. I'm not calling it quits. 
screw that. He retired I'm still gonna play. AC Milan. No, no, I'm saying when he went to the States, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. didn't retire. He yeah. still went back to Europe. Yeah. Right? Messi could probably still go back to Europe and play for Sunderland. You never know. I think no, no, for sure. Look, I'm not questioning for, the move. I, it for, makes for, sense. For Rexham. I'm just saying, like, imagine bringing a player. <laughs> no, like, literally, Messi could play for Rexham. Like, you've got Rexham who are being sponsored by United Airlines now. Hey, man. I'm and that's saying, like a team that's playing in the abysmal leagues of... Well, they're still they, coming up. They're currently in the lowest division of professional... Like they uh, they bar getting what is it to league two league three league two I think they are yeah in, yes he could play for them and it becomes a gimmick it's like okay cool we'll pay you whatever how much however much what point are you trying to make Len yeah. that the move makes sense I think that major league soccer is a more no, I think I, I, major I, I, league soccer is a more competitive league than Saudi league but most probably. Yeah, you know, so, I don't watch Saudi so League. So I do think that <laughs> the move the move makes more sense than the Saudi move besides the financial. You know, would we be arguing this point if he went to Saudi League? We wouldn't be because he'd be earning uh, a million for me, it's pounds about the money. or a million euros yeah. a week or something. For me, it's ridiculous. about the money. Like Ngolo no, Kante. for sure, it's about money. I'm it's just saying money. like that for Riyad other Maris. teams to finance the move. It's like, what are you doing? No, like, but that, it's, it's a marketing ploy because if it, it's, if, go, it's going to benefit them in the long run. I'm not yeah, disputing that. I'm if, just saying for the competitiveness of the football, league. If I had a football club, I would not be paying for my competitors to have Messi in their team. But Messi's going to come play at your stadium and then you can say tickets are like a thousand rand. Yeah, but you know what? But football don't, is about money, guys. Don't come. Don't come. Don't yeah, come. no, I'm saying Empty it's over commercialized for me. FNB on a Tuesday night. Like, I will watch Major League Soccer when they bring back Goalkeeper Wars. Did you ever see Goalkeeper Wars? No, I haven't. Okay, everyone, go YouTube Goalkeeper Wars, Major League Soccer. That's what I'm doing tonight. It was a joke. <laughs> It's the funniest nonsense I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Go look up Goalkeeper Wars. You'll laugh. They used to put two goals close to each other, like a short distance from each other, yeah. probably the size of uh, 20 Five yards. Aside. 20 yards, yeah. Five aside maybe, maybe even smaller. Yeah. Two full-size goals. A goalkeeper in each goal, they have to throw it past the other goalkeeper into the net. That, that was the... Half-time game or something. Goalkeeper but, was. But see, the thing, the thing with Americans is they know how to commercialize. In, they commercialize a whistle being blown. Yeah. Like, if you look at basketball and uh, the football, their vision of football, the halftime show, like, they'll have 20,000 artists. Yeah, look... Messi Ameri there Americans, for Americans there are for good with marketing. Days. Let's put it that way. And that's what Messi is. Every team... Every basketball, like every basketball player, was saying, "Ah, Messi, welcome to the MLS." Where do they enter? Yeah, look, I mean, this is all. And also remember, there's a World Cup in 2026, ne? And a World Cup, every World Cup needs an ambassador, ne? I'm just saying. Look, look I think the move made, made sense, like Marco articulated earlier, that uh, you know, it's closer to home and all those dynamics comes to play. You know, better than being in Saudi at like. 40 degrees Celsius every day, you know. Um, and your it, wife has to wear. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Messi wants to see his wife, guys. <laughs> you know, so I think the move makes sense for him, you know. And yeah, look, I mean, he's 35, he's won everything under the sun. You must just go cash out. Exactly, cash out. Like, yeah. I just, for me, it was just like, how? Other teams paying for to have a 
Yeah. yeah no, just, that is a shock. It, it didn't make sense for me. I'm sure it's the first in the history of football. I think more than anything, the uh, quantifying it, right? He's got more to gain being in the USA than he would if he had to go to Saudi. Long, ta- long term. Long Obviously, term. short term, yeah, the Saudi please. deal would have been very financially beneficial. Yeah. But uh, yeah, long term, he probably stands to benefit. Because ownership, mm. he's probably going to be the black boy of the 2026 World Cup. Mm. Um, it's closer to home, like you mm. said. Um, there's drugs in Miami. Um, you know, he's fine. Hey, today you're on a roll, eh? Hey, I think you could have a party at Pitbull's house, you know? <laughs> Mr. 305. <laughs> no, you could get out of his house and see a stallion just like, you know, running around. Yeah. Like yeah, Lukaku. You know? And... <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> look, I think... Yeah, I think MLS is a better... It's a better choice, perhaps, you know, but... Imagine... imagine you trading our good friend. Imagine... Saudi as well. What the what the hell? There's what are they doing? Exactly. They've got a they've got that. Uh, but P- they also it's a World Cup thing with them as well. Yeah, Remember for twenty thirty. Yes, but you've got that uh, investment fund that owns like four clubs in one league. Well, <laughs> and, and they buying the players. Yeah, like, and then you look at a player like Benzema who's making big money in the Saudi league. But for him, he's always wanted to live in a Muslim country yes. as a Muslim who's been living in for, Spain. So there's there's, so there's, pur- there's purpose to his move. Yeah, yes, so I, I think totally. these are the points that we don't discuss often enough from a football perspective. And mm. maybe it's the one thing we do on this podcast that other people don't is we talk about the human element exactly. of the decisions of players. Mm. It's like South African players who go overseas and they literally get homesick because they can't go to a Shisanyama or there's no pub, there's no lucky star. And yeah. it's and like they we, literally get homesick and we take that for granted. Yeah, no, for sure. Because we're like, sure. ah, you were playing in you were playing in Azerbaijan. Why are you coming back? Yeah, and I read somewhere that uh, that Al Ah is it Al Ahli? Which one? The one from Saudi. Oh, Saudi Al Ahli. Yes, the, the one, pizza one. The pizza one. Yes, they they are gunning for Moreno. So they're gonna fire Pito and hire Mourinho. I don't know what's gonna happen there. I, I, I just I don't know how true is it. You know, if it I'm looks Pito, like everyone is linked to Saudi Arabia this transfer window. Exactly. Apparently they were offering um, Harry Maguire a hundred mil to stay at Man United. Riyad Mahrez to the Saudi League. Him? I, I saw, I saw that as well. I heard, I heard him. I heard Kundwan as well. Yeah, but Kundwan is good. It, I mean, Barca, I think they've, they've, it, they gave him a three-year contract. Is there? But uh, is, it, is, it, is it solid? But no, there's, an offer. But there's an offer. But he's also got the one-year extension with Manchester City waiting that Pep Guardiola said he's very confident. Yeah. Good one will sign. Uh, Bernardo, PSG. There's, there's rumors that he might go to PSG. Is Man City not paying or is the dressing room that toxic? Why are no. people leaving? And look, key players, that is. Look, mm. Bernardo has made this, like, from, I think Bernardo is a Barcelona fan for the longest time because I think Barca was also linked to him, I think, the previous season. Yeah, but surely they can't afford him. Yeah, no, not now. Barcelona and, can't afford, they can't even afford Super Sub. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's how much in the gutters they are. And, but anyway. I mean, if you, if you, if you, those players, I mean, especially uh, Gundogan who's like 32, you know, you, you, why, why live, why live a team that is like functioning? You, you're winning things with the team, you know, this prospect of even winning more things. Are you earning 300k a month? I mean, sorry, a week? No, not really. But okay, so if Saudi is offering you 200k at 32, at 32, I'd take it. 
if I've won a Champions League, mm, you've won a treble. Oh, thank you. I don't even have to go further. If I've won a treble, you think even at 25 or 26, I'd go to Saudi. Yeah, no, look, I think... If you're not going to go to Barcelona and achieve great things, like... Achieve yeah, but Gundogan can go to Barca. I'm going to play there again. But I don't Mahmoud. think they'll give him 300,000 a week. Okay, so... You're Gundogan. Yeah. Stay at Manchester City. Yeah. Go to Barcelona on reduced wages. Earn less than what you're earning in Manchester, but you're in Spain, living the life in Barcelona and playing for one of the greatest clubs where you can tell your great-grandchildren this is the shirt I wore. You have a Barcelona shirt. I'm going to or Saudi Or you're Arabia. going to Saudi for mega, mega money. I'm going to Saudi. Because for some players, playing for Barca, it was a childhood dream, you know. Yeah. I most probably go for Barca, you know. I mean, you've made money, you know. You can go there for a season. Because rest assured, the Saudi move will still happen when you're 35. It might be for lesser money. I think that's the move. Go to Barcelona, get a Barcelona shirt with your name on it, live a bit of a legacy, have a treble. I played for Dortmund, I played for Manchester City, City. I played, I played for, for Barcelona. Barcelona, I have a La Liga title, I have a Champions Bundes League, mm. FA Cup. No, he didn't get a Bundesliga. No, I think... Nah, I think maybe... Uh, did he... No, man, he was in that squad that, think, uh, that lost in the Champions League final. Against... Against Bayern, was he not Bayern, against Bayern? Was Bayern, yes. Uh, the one who played at Wembley, actually. Yes, he was in that squad. Did he not, not win he a, a Bundesliga title when Jurgen Klopp won his? Was he not in that side? Mm, Let me check. We'll check. We need a fact checker for that one. But anyway, here, I think it will be. I think that I would. I would take the Barcelona move instead of staying with Manchester City at the moment. Actually. Because you've won what needs to be won. Yeah, I think it's only because it's Barcelona. Yeah, Bundesliga 11-12, yeah. He okay, won it, yeah. so he won it. To, yeah, he won Bundesliga. He won the League Cup in Germany. Oh, yeah, the, the German Cup. <laughs> yeah, look. Yes, he won a Champions League with Manchester City, obviously. He won Premier League title. Premier League title and yeah, FA Cup. It was his third final. Yeah, no, and also living, Muslim? living no. Barcelona... Uh, going, it's it's a currency by itself, you know. If mm. you're moving to this like MLS, Chinese league, or Saudi league, you know, it's 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 quite a currency. You know, you can still get good money at at like 35. You know what I mean? Living that league. So I, yeah, I mean, interesting move. But I think I would choose the Barcelona option for a year or two. Yeah. Just just to have had a Barcelona shirt and then hope and pray that that Saudi contract's still waiting for you after the... Yep. You see, it's the hope that kills you. Um, almost in closing. Yeah. Um, and no, we're not leaving this for last because it doesn't matter. It's how the conversation went. You know, the bolas always come up. They always come for us. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> the stick is always out. Yo, but we, lo we love you guys. We love you guys nonetheless. Um, it's coming down to the wire. Maritzburg, Cape Town Spurs. Bye -bye. Yeah, man. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for Cape Town Spurs. They no, just need, to, they just need a draw. It's, yeah. So who do you think pressure is on? Maritzburg or Cape Town Spurs? Maritzburg. Maritzburg. They need to hold their status. Cape Town Spurs are coming hungry for the status of PSL. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's Sean Bartlett. Yeah, Sean yeah, Bartlett. Sean Bartlett. What a job he's done. He might, uh, he might promote you another never, you team. You never liked Maritzburg. You said it from the onset they should have gone uh, No, down. no, no, no. Len, don't okay. say I never I, liked Maritzburg. I've got a problem with finishing 15th and getting the second bite of the cherry. I'm saying 
if you finish 15th and out bounce it's done for you why why are you giving another chance to prove what you failed you finished 15th go down and come back so I'm, if 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 I was within the the powers of football in South Africa 15 16 down if you were number 1 and 2 in in the lower division up or play third fourth third like fourth and fifth it, like how they do it in yeah. the premier league yes the playoffs could be like third fourth and fifth you know mm. marisbeck was in psl they didn't do too well they finished 15th the they should go psl is it doesn't league. matter yeah. even if it's orlando pirates 15 15th <laughs> i'll still say they must go okay speaking of and yeah i i, I back cape town city spurs to get at least a draw and qualify for the DSTV Premiership for next season. Because um, I think Marysburg have to win. They don't have a choice. Spurs no. is either a draw or a win. Yeah, as long as they avoid defeat. Yeah, they, they just need to avoid defeat. And they're playing away in a stadium whereby there was drama this weekend. Hey, there man. guns being wielded. Because the team that plays at that stadium lost. Um, they lost their opportunity to play in the final of the... ABC, ABC Motepe Foundation play. to be promoted at the third tier. The Motepe Foundation. Hey, Motepe owns everything. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Motepe ABC Motepe. Yeah, it's Foundation. a sad thing, you know, because I, from what I read, uh, I think there's a security official that fired a first shot, obviously to protect no, the plates. Yes, there was a guy with a gun who. So there's a video that I saw. There was a guy who had a gun. He was behind the goalkeeper, I think, of Orbit or something. And then, I think the private security person saw him and pandemonium for some odd reason started there and it just went to shit. Yeah, so that's what I read, that uh, there's one security official that fired the first shot, obviously because uh, fans had invaded the pitch, you know, and then within the fans that have invaded the pitch, they had guns. But my question is, where was the security at the at the checkpoints? You Which know, security. You know, uh, but you must remember, guns don't belong don't in football. Think, I don't think. I don't think there's 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 um, obviously that's not a PSL sanctioned game, so we should not blame the PSL for that. It's suffer. Um, there's uh, there's a jock thing that's done before any event, a joint operation, what what? Yeah, where you sit and you discuss security. Uh, what what any any wara wara this is where people are entering this is where security is and 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 that is also done exp- with stadium management in, in in like whoever manages the stadium has to be involved yes, right so if there's a final at moses mabida there's a job committee that meets yeah days before the game starts yeah um fnb derby there's a job committee that in fact with the derby before because you know the dates when the fixtures are out yeah that's done way in advance. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I mean, what are guns doing in a football match, you know? I mean, what are we doing as people, you know? People wanted to shoot for goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was barbaric. No, that was, that was nonsense. That, um, and uh, apparently the area is actually very uh, notorious for gun-wielding individuals. Is it? Uh, and then why did they take the playoffs there, you know? It's their home stadium. Yeah, look, man. I just feel like more Imagine has to be done because Obit college players are actually kids in college. Yeah, it's a TVET college. Yeah. Yes. So imagine you like twenty-one. Mm. You playing a game, 
and then you have to run out of a stadium because you've been chased with a gun. How traumatic is that? Mm. Yeah, no, look, it, it, scenes like those, they don't belong in football and they should be condemned by, yeah, all means, you know, it's, it's, it's not right. It's not right. It's, 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 it's sad for football because people take those uh, such days as family days, you know. Kids people, could have been in the stadium. People yeah. take their kids to the stadium, you know, to watch football matches, you know, and something like that happens. And then what, are those people still going to be comfortable taking their, their kids to the I'm stadium? I'm never going back you as know? if, as if uh, stadiums yeah, weren't so, empty enough already. Exactly. Those football. ones that are still, you know, supporting our football, yeah, which we need so much. They had to encounter such things, you like know. Like we had, we had, there was the Ellis Park disaster that happened. Yeah. Um, there's Hillsborough that happened. In South America, it's almost a weekly thing. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying that in jest, Marco. I really am not. But at some point, yes, we can blame the authorities as much as we want. But us as a people, you as a fan... No, At some sure. point, you have to take accountability on mm. some like, okay, cool. I'm going to a stadium to what? To go smoke, chip weed there, and with a kid sitting next Which to me. Which is another thing that a lot of people complain about, that people smoke, uh, they're so inconsiderate when they're at the stadium. They just roll a joint and start a joint while your kid is sitting there, you know. It's, it's things that we need to do away with. But also, Len, we know people are, there's people who are always going to do that. We need to have adequate security in this football but, matches. Okay, how many security? How many securities do you need to babysit ninety thousand people? Please tell me. I don't know the dynamics. Yeah, I no. Know. Look, I mean, I don't know the ratio. You know, as to you, you need, need five to ninety thousand. Oh, who's paying for those security guards? But when you have ninety thousand, you can pay for security guards. I think the bigger concern is when there's forty people who come watch a football match. Yeah. Who's paying for so a security guard for 40 people? Yeah. It's 40 people. And then that's where incidents like this can happen is when there's not enough financial incentive, there's not enough public, there's mm. not enough people coming to the game. So that maybe makes it more dangerous yeah. because there's not as much incentive for security. So then players' lives are in danger, other fans' lives are in danger because of the small scale of the event. So I wonder if that's the issue. But it, mm. honestly, it's something above what I can answer. Yeah. I don't have the answers to this. No, it's a very yeah. sad event. It's not and, nice, yeah. and we can only hope that what's an exciting playoff coming up isn't marred by something similar. True, and it's actually going to the same stadium. That's a funny thing. Mm. Yeah, look, man. And so like so like hopefully before, because it's a more popular game. No, because it's, it's PSL sanctioned, there will be the, a jock. I can't say a joke committee. It's like saying summer awards. Um, there will be a committee that sits down and actually does all the ticks, all the boxes, and mm, whatever security whatever, whatever, analysis, whatever. Yes, etc. Yeah, yeah. And everything. But like, yeah, it was very unfortunate. Um, I hope none of our ballers were involved in in that. If you were, please unsubscribe because um, we don't do that here. No, we don't do that. Yeah, you know. Football. They we call are it the pro football here. They call it the beautiful game for a reason. For a reason, yeah. No, I agree with you there. Win or lose. Mm. Yes, we were trolling him about Man City winning the treble, but they won. The we love it. Yeah, the only weapon we allow at football games is Ireland. Because he's a, he's <laughs> a weapon. He's, he's a, 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 a Viking. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, yeah. so last word. All I can say is... In the spirit of promotion playoff finals, mm. well done, Claudio Ranieri, getting Claglieri back. I oh, saw yeah. to yes, Serie yes, A from yes. Serie B. 
one of the greatest managers of all time of and now at his old age having won a Premier League title with uh, Leicester, City Leicester City that City. nobody rated they took he took over Cagliari who I think were 12th 14th to be B, precise 14th, 14th yeah. in Serie B and it was like in December eh? in December mm. in a few months he got yeah. them promoted to Serie A well done hats off Cagliari what, what a legend Claudio Ranieri Claudio well Claudio he's probably gonna go win the uh, Serie A and then get <laughs> sacked and then one more <laughs> word on, on Italian football sorry I know we're dragging this on long um, we talked we spoke about West Ham winning the UEFA Conference, Conference League, yes. which is the plumbers and the electricians and the this one and <laughs> yeah. that one. All Fishermen. Juventus are playing in that tournament next season because they were docked 10 points for some unsavory behavior from board members. Is it Calcio Poli again? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Juventus. You know Calcio Poli? No. Go read up on it. So anyway, you know cultural surely, point. yeah. From okay. if he caused less trouble, maybe he'd fly under the radar. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's see. I mean, Juventus, a great side, certainly Champions League quality Why side are they so all the notorious time. Notorious with yeah things that are bad because remember there was titles that were taken away from them. That's why I'm talking about cultural poly before or after the 2006 World Cup. Yes, and they were yeah, relegated. No, they were relegated. relegated. Yeah. 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 And they had No, I know about that story. I just didn't know the name. Oh, the story. it's yeah. called the Cultural Poly. Yes, yeah. that's what it's called. No, I know about it. Come on. Okay. Okay. I, so. I would never accept any less from you. Sub, <laughs> You're a treble winner after all. Hey, man. Manchester is blue. Hey, congratulations. Can people see Come you just me. because you won the treble? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marco, thank you very much. That was your last word. Your last word, treble winner. No, and no, I'm just happy that uh, Pep finally got his third Champions League, you know, because I think he, he really deserves it, you know. Having worked so hard with that team, you know, I think the gods of football have finally answered him, you know. No, the gods of football gave him a pep talk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. Uh, rest in peace, Clive Barker. Um, I'm mad because Man City won a treble. I'm bitter like that. Uh, and I'm angry because football in South Africa is not going anywhere. Can I just yes, ask one last question? I just question? went a feet, a feet further. Marco? 11, 11 feet down. Does Cancelo now get uh, the Champions League medal? <laughs> he no, played. No, he, no, he's not. He can right. get the Premier League because he played 17 he, games. He can't get Champions League. Because he, he left in Jan and there's what? Maximo Peroni that was he, registered. He played, for, he played for Bayern in the knockouts, did he not? That's true. He did. He should, so he so can't by, get. by virtue of that, it's he disqualified. Can't, yeah, he can't get. But the Premier League, it's up to Pep. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 ask it's Andy up, Andy to the, up to the club to distribute those medals. Yeah. Did Andy Lejali get a DSTV Premiership medal? Hey, man. Or must we go to Matetia and ask him? Or, or know, must we buy a bike and... Or to your nearest tops? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. This has been onside. <laughs> we out of here. And uh, yeah, like Marco's doing. Rest in peace, Clive. Love Amen. you long time.